Hello, and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zerati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music reporter, Aaron Labar. Ooh, you changed it this week. I changed. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we also have a guest with us. We have a guest host for this week's episode. You want to introduce yourself, guest host? Yes. My name is Giovanna Menena, and I'm the founder and CEO of Browse by G and Browlex. So yeah, so she's G of Browse by G. So we're very excited yes. to have you on the show. Welcome. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, your business being an entrepreneur. We're going to talk about eyebrows. We're going to talk about all that kind of stuff. But first, how was your week? My week was fantastic. It was busy, but productive. Got a lot of stuff done. I started doing my checklist, my to-do checklist, and I find like I feel so accomplished at the end of the day when I do that checklist and I'm like, I, know. Oh, I got everything done. So it felt good. I like adding stuff that I've done already to my checklist so that I can <laughs> check it off. <laughs> That's cheating. Yeah. I feel like it is cheating, but I also feel like it's like a weird like motivation thing where it's like, oh, I've already, look how, look how much stuff that. I've done. <laughs> how was your week? You're sick again. Yeah, somehow I've contracted another disease. I feel like I've been sick just since January. Um, our office is quite dusty, so I feel like that's <laughs> sort of encouraging diseases to, to grow with it within me. Um, I'm trying to remember what I did on the weekend. Uh, I don't actually remember what I did. <laughs> what I did, did you do, all Jen? all the time. Just always forget. I know. <laughs> I uh, made my... So I made my triumphant return back to aerobics after a back Ooh. injury two weeks ago oh and gosh. then I had a relapse and then I made a re triumphant return. So, and it, my back's been okay. So okay, I good. feel like we're back in business. So that was kind of the highlight of my, uh, of my weekend back in business. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> we're sharing a microphone, so I can't be as witty as I usually am. <laughs> Just delayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really sit very close to each other and I look forward to your cold. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was kind of the, the highlight, but yeah, week has been, I feel like it's been getting busy in terms of stuff with mm -hmm. work and like stories that we're working on and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll come back with the main segment and we'll be talking about, uh, Browse by G. All right. So tell us, I'm just going to dive in. Okay. Tell us about how you got started because you started your business out of your home, right? Initially. So yes. yeah, tell us, tell us about your story a little bit. Well, I can kind of back up as to like why I got into mm -hmm. this and then why I started my business. Um, so for a really long time, uh, going through university, I just like was that person that was never like interested in what was being taught. My mind was always running. Like I always felt like I had more to do and be rather than sitting there listening to somebody lecture or like to regurgitate information. So for me personally, I found a university not to be such a conducive learning environment for me. Um, and I went into like a pretty bad depression to the point where I like wasn't getting out of bed and I like was so sad all the time because I felt like my life was needed to be school because my parents were like super school become a doctor right. lawyer nothing's wrong with those positions but like I just felt like I had to like attain this like level of professionalism in education that to become successful and that was like kind of my limiting belief at the time and so finally I decided I woke up one day I was like enough's enough like I can't just like keep wasting money going through life like sad I have to figure out what makes me happy and so um 
at one point I just like said, okay, if I was to do one thing right now, what would make me happy if I just learned about it? And that thing was makeup. I just love the color, the creativity of it, the opportunities, you know, travel, maybe working with celebrities. Um, all of those things really uh, were interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I found uh, a school in Toronto that was highly reputable and I loved. So I took out a huge student loan. I packed up two suitcases. I took my laptop and I moved to Toronto to my parents' dismay. <laughs> <laughs> how old were you at the time? I I think I was 21, and maybe how 20. You, how old are you now? I'm 29 Okay. Now. So I worked in Toronto, went to school there. I like graduated with honors, top of my class. I got so many opportunities to work uh, on set in movies with amazing lead makeup artists. I had so much knowledge behind me. Fell in love with eyebrows because when you sculpt, like that's mm. probably one of the first things that you put onto the face because they help you recognize expression. They can make you look younger, older, thinner, anything that you want. The brows will help you define. And so I fell in love and um, was working in Toronto. Got out of a relationship of three years while I was out there and I decided I had needed another life change. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to move back home. I actually decided to go back to business school at Red River College. Um, and I loved Red River College because it was more hands-on learning for me. But again, while I was in business school and like learning about it, I'm like, I could do this. Like, yeah, I already know what I want to do. So I said, I don't want to go back to waitressing or bartending. I was just like getting to that age where I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I said, OK, what do I really want to do? like part-time that I wouldn't mind spending time with and like I have the control and the flexibility for myself and so I decided to do brows for people because no one here truly understood how to map or measure or properly proportion brows to a face it was kind of like you walk into a salon they like throw some wax on rip it off but there was no method to the madness and so I had learned an amazing method and I created one of my own to help measure and create more symmetrical brows for and more proportionate brows for the face. So when I started doing that, um, it was kind of just word of mouth in the beginning and just put up an online booking and people that I didn't even know started to come and see me. And I was literally doing it from one chair in my apartment. That's amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. And I got to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, this is a thing. Like people really want this here. Like there's a, like a lack in the marketplace and there's a need here. And so I decided to take the leap. And after I finished my first year back at Red River, I said, you know what? School's always going to be there. I'm just going to jump right in and then see what happens. And then here we are today. <laughs> and your first shop was on Academy Road, right? First shop was yeah. on Academy, um, like first like official yeah. placement. And that was so scary for me because mm-hmm. it was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay the rent? What if people don't come? <laughs> there were so many scary things at first, but um, one of my closest friends, she's actually another female business owner in Winnipeg. Her name's Clarissa. She owns Bare Body Sugaring. She was the yeah. one who said, you need to do this. You can try it. And um, I was actually renting space from her to start. So it was really nice to have another female entrepreneur kind of help you along the way and lift you up and support you. Because I think without that, I, pr- I don't know that I'd take that leap of faith and do it. Mm-hmm. So. And now you have two locations. Two locations. So one is on Grant and one is on Provence. Yeah. Okay, and cool. we have a training across Canada and online. Oh, okay. And we also sell technician supplies like for microblading and micropigmentation, micropigmentation. And also we have our brow pencils, which have now been spun off into their own company called Browlex. Mm-hmm. So I know Jen's a big fan of your brow pencils. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> big fan of the brow pencil. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. 
Um, so you had mentioned earlier, like how drastically eyebrow shape can change your face. Do you want to talk a little bit about why that is? Absolutely. So because of the positioning of your brows and the definition, like if you have, let's say like, you know, the Nike check marks that people sometimes like Mm -hmm. used to have because they used to like over tweeze underneath. If your lines on your brows aren't, um, perpendicular from top and bottom and they don't follow the natural bone structure of your face they can either do positive or negative things to the way that you look you can look surprised you can look super angry so the positioning (laughs) is very important and you know I find that people who over tweeze or over wax and they're too thin for their face that you can actually sometimes look a bit older um and then vice versa if they're too unruly and unkept then it can end up looking messy and unflattering so you know it's important to have a good balance between all of these different aspects and you know get them measured out for your specific face shape getting my brows measured out and like I will also tell you that I go to brows by G (laughs) (laughs) thank you um Um, was the best thing for it because I felt like, and I think this is probably true of a lot of people. I find that even though brows are so important for all the reasons you're mentioning, they are probably one of the most neglected parts of people's faces. So people will do like full face of makeup, nothing on the brow. And it's like, like, um, and it's also interesting to me how brows, much like hair Mm -hmm. follows styles and trends of the time too. So I think a lot of us, who grew up in the 90s and maybe started tweezing then. A little too early. A little too early. (laughs) Uh, You know, now a more full brow is way more in style. And the, you know, so-called Instagram brow, which I'm sure you have heard about as well. I first started my business until now. The trends are still changing, but it's still a properly proportionate brow. And I think the one thing that won't go out of style on your face is a proportionate brow for you. Not everyone needs a thick brow. Not everyone can suit a thin brow. You have to find the proper shape for your face. Can you tell us a little bit about Dragon's Den? Yes. Uh, so that actually was filmed last May. Oh, okay. So, so it was a while, a while ago. Yeah. And it just aired in February. And I had to keep it a secret for that long. That's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even tell my mother. Oh, so we wow. were bound by an NDA, which obviously that's what happens when you go on TV. Um, but we weren't even sure if they were going to air it or not. So everything's kind of up in the air. But it was a really crazy experience. And uh, we were actually asked to be on the show. We didn't actually apply to oh, be on that's it. that's interesting. Yeah. So we were part of, um, if you are a business owner or anyone listening uh, is looking to like forward themselves, Futurepreneur is a great program in, in Manitoba and across Canada. So we took part in their accelerator program and we had to go to Toronto to pitch to get into it. We got into it. And um, from there, it opened us up to the opportunity to pitch on Dragon's Den because the producers had looked down the list of the people that had these businesses that were approved. So that was kind of like our in to getting on the show. And we weren't even like prepared. We had 10 days. (laughs) We had 10 days to like go out there and like pitch. So we didn't know like what we wanted to offer or what we wanted to do. So we were just like, okay, let's see what happens. And so um, it's really important to know your stuff, your numbers, um, because that's when they start to get a little... Well, yeah, hard on you, <laughs> yeah. right? So They're very intense. Mm-hmm. So, what exactly did you pitch, and what did you end up 
getting at so the end of it. So our business back like last May, uh, we had three lines to our business. We had the services, the training, and the products. And so since then, we have spun off the products. But on the show, it was like you were buying into Browse by G. And so we toyed with the idea of franchising because we wanted to expand across Canada. Um, but the feedback from the Dragons were very different from all of them. Mm-hmm. So um, we ended up going with Arlene, who had suggested a corporate expansion, which means to fund it yourself and not give it to somebody else because quality is such an important aspect of what we do. Absolutely. Artistry is an important aspect and you have to have control over that. And so that's what spoke to me the most. And her as a female entrepreneur who's come from nothing and she's like built up her empire. She was so inspiring. So she was always somebody I wanted to work with. And I had actually met her back in 2013, did her makeup for the Canadian Screen Awards when I was working in Toronto. And she remembered me. She tweeted about it. It was really neat. And so we had, I've always like knew I was going to work with her back then. It was, it's like this weird intuition thing. (laughs) And I knew I was going to work with her. And so I envisioned in my mind what I wanted to happen and it ended up happening. So it was like the craziest experience for me. Yeah. That's, uh, well, and I think it was probably because I watched the episode yeah. and I was like, oh, like, I really hope that that's where they go. Yes. because. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it would have been really cool to have Manjeet um, on board as well. I think she's yeah. phenomenal, uh, especially when it comes to product sales. But I can understand Arlene wanting to take on it herself because she has a whole like team of people behind her to help her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, how important is sort of the brand of Browse by G? Impo- oh, it's everything. Yeah. Because you I were think. saying earlier that like you've had girls that have worked for you and then mm-hmm. decided that it was time to start their own yeah. thing. But it's a lot more difficult when they don't have the umbrella of Browse by G to yes. work under, right? And I, I worked super hard to create a brand because at first I didn't think anyone was going to work under me that's why I named it Browse by mm-hmm. G because I'm like oh I'll be like my own person and <laughs> then I had people approaching me and wanting to learn from me and work for me and I thought it was fantastic so I made a decision that okay if I'm going to do this I want to create an environment that I would want to work in um, you know make enough money to feel satisfied doing what I'm doing and continuously learn as well as investing in their education is huge for me so I think people who decide to work for me like especially going forward with everything that we've built and the momentum it's a fantastic environment and especially the management that we have and the culture that we've created Mm -hmm. is fantastic but I think as you're growing a business and I'm still young in terms of business years um you have those people who help you grow and get to a certain point. And it's almost like you have to shed your skin in order to like move up to the next level because things change and they're not going to stay the same. And sometimes people have a hard time changing. Yeah. And so it's important to continue to move on and continue to grow. And if those people want to come with you and, you know, hop on the train, they can. And if they need to go and do their own thing, you wish them well and you wish them all the best because competition is a great thing. It's yeah. a really, really great thing. Well, it forces you to maintain your exactly your, um, and the level. standard yeah, and your consistency standard. and ensuring that every client leaves happy is mm-hmm. so important to me yeah yeah I think people don't talk about that enough as sort mm-hmm. of competition as as motivation and it doesn't necessarily need to be negative no. motivation because I think you're certainly an example and I think we are too with the work that we do as well together mm-hmm. that you can be women who are supporting each other and lifting each other up but still have sort of the you know you it's kind of the 
high tide raises all boats thing where yes. it's like it's good to have other people also Absolutely. killing it because it will help me kill it too you and know I'm a super competitive person so I'm always like okay like like I'm so interested to see what people can come up with and do and that kind of sparks my own creativity and what I want to offer and how I want to you know display my company and the level of and standard because I think if we keep pushing each other to be better you know I feel like Winnipeg is going to be a world-class city if we continue to push, right? And especially with all, there's more female entrepreneurs than ever right now. And it's amazing. And I'm so, so proud of this city. We're going to finish today with a reading, watching, listening segment. I'm still trying to think of what I want to talk about. So Jen's going to go first. I'll go first. I'm going to do two. I'm going to do reading and listening this week. So listening I finally that was the other highlight of my weekend that I forgot to mention in um how was your week was I finally deep cleaned my house which felt so good because it had it, the audiobook is coming up yeah I'm just pulling it up <laughs> I'm listening. Um, I uh deep cleaned my house which felt so good and I was listening to the new Jenny Lewis record while I was doing it so good like the record record no or okay but that's that cool. is one that I want to get on vinyl <laughs> yeah. because she is such a super like Amy Mann, Carol King thing happening now that I am all about. It's so good. And then my reading, um, I'm reading Made by Stephanie Land, which is a memoir about how she basically like um, planned to be a writer, planned to go to school, unplanned pregnancy, had to raise her daughter herself mm-hmm. and uh, started cleaning houses for a living. Wow. And kind of... Um, she writes about kind of getting to know the people she cleaned for just through cleaning up their messes. So even if there were people she had never met, it's really, really compelling. So I highly recommend checking it out. That's super interesting. Yeah, super interesting. Like there was one, um, I don't know, I haven't made it this far in the book, but I had read an excerpt a long time ago where she was talking about um, she knew one of her clients was expecting. And then her client told her, actually, I had a miscarriage. And she was like, I already knew because I cleaned up your bathroom. So like super like poignant, like that's deep too. Yeah. And it's almost like like a deeper emotional level that you get to know these people. Totally. You're not like physically interacting with them. So, you know, yeah, I know she's, it's so good. She was like talking about like all like the changing like prescriptions that people leave on their counter, the stuff that people are totally not ashamed about. So she nicknamed the houses. So there's like the porn house (laughs) that always just like left the lube on the like (laughs) bedside table. She's like, okay, like I'm glad you feel okay about that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so super, super interesting. It just came out this year. So yeah, it's kind of a new one. You were more seasoning. Yeah. I interviewed Jenny Lewis once. And yeah, because she was here for Folk Fest and um, as a headliner and I got to talk to her for like 20 minutes and she was the most inspiring, like kindest lady. I don't, I think I was just having one of those down days and I was like, Jenny Lewis, what's your life? Well, give me some life advice. And she was just like said the kindest things and she's like, don't you worry, you're young, you'll be fine. And just like, <laughs> she was just very sweet. So that's what I wanted to say. Aww. Yeah. What are you reading or what watching? am I reading? Uh, well, I don't like. I don't have time to read, read. So I listen to audiobooks and podcasts. Those mm. are like my go-to because I'm always in the car or if I'm running at the gym, like that's what I'll listen to. Uh, there was two recently that I um, like am so mind blown from. And one of them is called Bad Blood. And it's about um, the woman called Elizabeth. Oh my God, do you know her name? 
Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. Yes. So she wanted to do the finger prick uh, blood test. Yes. On, the like, Theranos. The, the, yes. the Theranos. Yeah. Yes. I just watched so, the documentary. The book is like bone chilling. And I'm like, how? How I did know. this woman do this? Like, I know. Like it was crazy. And then the other one is American Kingpin. Have you heard of that? No. So it's like all about Silk Road and like the um, black internet market where you can buy any drug, any like weapon anything that you want on there and it like gets mailed to your house and like the person who started it and like his journey and like how he had to have two identities and like it was it's insane so it's all kind of business related in terms of like how these masterminds (laughs) think but fascinating stories to like the lives that these people lead I love memoir and like I just really especially people who have had really interesting lives or like people like because I'm actually working on a column about Elizabeth Holmes, etc. Um, and just about how we seem to be really attracted to like grifters and yes. fraudsters and like, <laughs> and why that is. Cause she's such, she's a character. Yeah. Like, she, she's like positive and she can make anyone believe anything. And, and doesn't blink like, and has like no. a weirdly low voice. Low voice and, like yeah. just, you're, you're very, she's very magnetic though. Like I, yes. I see why high ranking people in the U S government were like, sure this seems good like like i will trust you yeah yeah, for sure it's it's crazy but like the amount of people that had um false results come back and like had to be sent to the hospital and then their hospital fees it was like heart-wrenching to me to know that these weren't like being put in all the walgreens and it wasn't even tested out so i don't know it's fascinating in the documentaries there which is kind of a spinoff from the book i think yeah um they talked to a behaviorist okay um who was talking about a really interesting study so basically if people believe Mm -hmm. that what they're doing is right even if it's fraud or even if they're lying if they believe it to be true they will actually pass a lie detector test oh, because they believe it to be right. Yeah. You just have to convince like yeah. your mind body and like it's, it's exactly. Crazy. Yeah. So there was a test that they did with two groups of people involving like a six sided die mm. and they were given money based on what was on the top or the bottom, but they had to call it in their head first. So let's say you said calling six and it ends up being the six on the yes. floor and the one up top. Um, They'll say like, okay, did you win $1 or $6? And some people lie and say, oh, I chose the bottom. So it's $6. And some people are honest. They're like, oh no, I called top. So it's $1. Totally. The people who were lying, but donating their money to a good cause. Yeah. Would pass a lie detector. Oh, test 100%. Because they yeah. like believe it's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's really fast. So she's like kind of a example of that writ large, right? Where it's like, Absolutely. she totally believed that what she was doing was good oh and gosh. for good. That. Yeah. And oh, yeah, and like the people behind her believed it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it was crazy because one of the main investors, we could talk about this all day. His <laughs> grandson was like telling him like all the stuff that was going on, and he didn't even believe it. it oh, was I know. Just, yeah, crazy. <sighs> yeah, it's wild. Yeah. I thought of something. <laughs> I talk about Shit's Creek a lot, but I've been catching up on the newest season, and I've cried probably two times in the last three episodes. It's so good. I don't want to say anything. This is their last season, right? Second last. Second last. Yeah, they're doing one more next year and then that's it. This is the fifth season. But I can't really say anything because spoilers because it's new. Mm -hmm. But I cried. (gasps) And then I also cried at the end of Broad City because Broad City finished. And I love that show. And it was like, I'm going to spoiler alert this one, but it's fine. Um, They end up separating. Like Alana stays in New York and Abby goes to an art school in Colorado. And the final scene when they like 
finally separate and they're FaceTiming each other and Alana's in a park with this like a hairless cat and she's like oh my god look at this cat <laughs> and then they pan out and Lizzo's juice is playing in the background and it's like cutting to all these other pairs of friends like on the subway chatting about stuff that they had like talked about two years prior and I was like oh just my god tears running yeah. down. <laughs> I'm just like this is so awful oh. I'm just like hyper emotional about television these days I, I don't know ya. what's going on I feel yeah <laughs> It's like the time of year too, just Maybe. like cleansing and all out. But Maybe. have you guys watched Umbrella Academy? Yet? Not yet. Oh my god! But it's so I good. heard that fun fact: my Chemical Romance's album went back into the Billboard Top 200 because of because it? of that soundtrack. <gasps> so then awesome. I listened to it, and it holds up. Yeah, it's great. I have yeah. no shame about loving my Chemical Romance. Oh, no it's guilt. Great. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. Yeah, it was super fun. Anytime you want to come back, we I'm, are here. I'm here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find everything that Aaron and I are working on at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zerati on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Naya Rebel on Instagram and Twitter. G, where can they find Browse by G? You can find at Browse by G or my personal is at Giovanna Manena. Cool. And um, you can always email us at buriedlead at winnipegfreepress.com. And we will see you next week. Bye.